Welcome to Kick Your Butts, a show where excuses, limits, and boundaries go to die. Where moving through everything that's holding you back is the key to stepping onto your infinite path and achieving the success you deserve in life, business, and relationships. It's time to take those butts and kick them into oblivion. Now, here's your host, Susan Desenzi. Welcome back to another episode of Kick Your Butts, where we obliterate your boundaries, your excuses, and your limitations so that you may step into who you truly are and your infinite possibilities. I am super excited, as I say every week when I have a guest, because you know what? I only pick top-notch people. I choose to have conversations with guests that are absolutely and utterly amazing, and they make my heart sing, and they light up my soul, and I have another one of those beautiful, gorgeous people in the house today. And before I tell you, as I always do every week, and add a little mystery as to who she is, and see, I said she, so you know it's a woman today, I want to share with you that So many things are happening in our world today that kind of, you know, cause us to step into the fear. And sometimes it's about all these things from our past. And you know that that's what this show is about, is it's about learning to decondition your past, to move past the things from your past that have held you back. But today we have a very special guest in a very special episode because we're going not just into our past of this life stream, we're going into our ancestral past. So it is with great honor and absolute excitement that I would love to introduce you to my guest today, Ariane Thomas. Ariane Thomas is an international healer teacher, ceremonialist, speaker, shaman, and primarily practices ancestral lineage clearing. She is also an elder and an advisor, which is, oh, you know, for a lot of you who know my story, you know that my philosophies, if we're going to label them, tend to fall into Native American spirituality and Eastern philosophy. So this is especially touching to my heart to be sitting with an elder and an advisor today. Wow. Okay, let me take a breath here and go on with Ariane's beautiful, beautiful expertise. She is also the author of Amazon bestsellers, Healing Family Patterns, Ancestral Lineage Clearing for Personal Growth from 2012, and Changing Your Genetic Heritage, Creating a New Reality for Ourselves and Future Generations from 2018. And she's a co-author of two international women's anthologies, The Female Factor, A Confidence Guide for Women from 2017, and The Total Woman from 2019. And like if she's not busy enough, she has an upcoming anthology, Yoga for the Brain, Words of Wisdom, which is due out this month here in 2020. And she is also a monthly columnist for the Conscious Shift magazine. Wow, what incredible experience you have, Ariane. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, Susan, I am delighted to be here to talk to you because you are just amazing. And you just have such amazing people on your show that I'm thrilled that you invited me. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so honored. I'm so touched. So let's dive right in because, wow, you know, ancestral lineage clearing. First of all, I absolutely want to hear your story, but I first want to understand 
what that even is. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that is and how you kind of came to it? Certainly. First of all, as we all know, we have inherited our genetic patterns and our genetic traits from our families and our ancestors. We get one strand of our DNA from our mother's line and one strand of our DNA from our father's line. And that kind of shows up in our height, our coloring, what color eyes we have, what, what kind of body structure we have. But it also shows up in our lives. It shows up in the beliefs that we have. It shows up in our orientation as to who we become, what we think about the world, and how we are oriented to our relationships, our health, our partners, and how we view the world as a whole. Now, part of that is also about what we learn from our childhood and how we're raised. There used to be this debate in the scientific community as to whether our genes controlled our life. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it, it's like, do your genes control who you are when you grow up? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Your, your genes say that you're going to be smart, that you're going to be athletic, that you're going to be scientific, that you're going to be a plumber, right? And then the psychologist came along and said, no, no, your genes don't have anything to do with it. It's what your parents taught you. It's your environment that controls who you are. Mm -hmm. Well, um, guess what? Your ancestors have a whole lot to do with it. Wow. Because... Through our genes, we actually inherit memories from our ancestors. We inherit things like views on our finances, like poverty, like mentality about slavery and servitude, and whether there's lack in the world. We inherit views on violence and abuse. I mean, think of the thousands of years that civilizations have been conquered. Think about the disasters in the world. All of that has been embedded in our genes. Hmm. And we carry those situations from generations to generations to generations. And some of that we get from our parents when our parents kind of live their lives going, oh, don't go out the door unless you watch, uh, you know, who's around you. The right. world is a scary place. Right. That's what I would call like the conditioning. But you're saying that inherently then, from a very cellular, genetic kind of level, an energetic level, that we're carrying some of those imprints 
at those levels that are beyond, that are from our kind of ancestral lines, yes? Yes. So is it like, you know, when we hear the term karma, is that kind of what it's referring to then in a way? It's two different things, okay? We have karma that we carry into this lifetime from our specific past lives. Oh. And that is particular to us individually. And let me give you a specific example. First of all, I'm one of eight children, okay? I come from this large family. And I have a sister who was afraid of water, okay, in terms of swimming, okay? The rest of us swim like fish. My father was in the Navy. You know, my mother didn't have any problems with swimming. We all went to the pool and dived and all of this. And I have one sister who would not go into the water unless she could touch the bottom. Okay? So what she carried into this lifetime were memories of a past lifetime where she had been drowned. And it actually turned out several lifetimes. Mm. That was karma. Okay. She carried karma from past lifetimes of memories where she had bad experiences. And so she could clear that past lifetime. But that was not something that came down through our family heritage. And so that's karma. That's individual patterns that we agreed to clear in this lifetime. And so we may have relationship patterns. We may have health patterns that we brought into this life that we didn't clear in prior lives that we want to clear in this lifetime. Ancestral patterns are patterns that multiple people in the family, in our generation, in our parents' generation, in our grandparents' generation, continue to be repeated over and over Mm. and over again. Okay. I see the difference. And, And this is fascinating. I did a show sometime back on cellular memory. Yes. And cellular healing. And I myself am a practitioner in a body of work that deals with cellular healing and cellular release and cellular memory. And so this feels, and please correct me if I'm wrong, this feels like that's a bit of what we're talking about here is that from a very energetic cellular genetic level, we are carrying these patterns, these memories these energetic kind of um, habituations, so to speak, from lifetime to lifetime and from family members to family members, not just like a karmic thing that is my own individual life. Do I have that right? You've got it absolutely right. Oh, fascinating. So how did you come to this? Well, I came to it in a couple of different ways. Let me talk about the first instance about how I got into shamanic healing. Oh, yeah. I would love to hear that. Because we're talking about how you can choose your future. Yes. All right? Despite the fact that we are carrying our ancestral memories, they do not control us. 
we absolutely control our future. Mm. Okay. You mm-hmm. like that one? Yeah. I love that one. Okay. Well, let me, let me tell you about my life. As I said, I grew up in a family of eight children and my family was as dysfunctional as everyone else's. <laughs> okay. My father was an alcoholic and my mother was mentally ill. And so I grew up with a very, in a very difficult childhood. And so I felt helpless and powerless and it was very abusive. And I'll get into some of that later. So when I went to school, I decided that I was going to have some power and control over my life. So I decided to be a lawyer. And isn't that something that the world approves of? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Prestigious, right? Oh, you're a lawyer. You have a JD and you're going to go out and help save people and conquer the world in this very high, prestigious, very high income producing kind of way. And we know a lot of stress too. Yeah. And so I got this job where everybody approved of me. And you're right. I was a warrior and I was going to save the world. And I had all of the accoutrements and everybody goes, God, isn't your life wonderful? You know, you're doing this great work. I was respected. I had my own business. I owned my own house. I was married. I had my own practice. My clients loved me. I had the respect in the profession and I was so depressed. I was almost suicidal. Wow. Wow. After 20 years of being a litigation attorney, which means I went into court and fought for my clients, Yeah. I was sitting at my desk one day and I got tired. I got, I just got tired. And at that point I was working in a, in a government job as an assistant attorney general for the state. And I went to my boss and I said, you know, I think I may be coming down with the flu or something. I need to go home. So I went home and I just thought I was coming down with something. Two weeks later, I was in the hospital and the doctor said, you are dying. We can't do anything for you. Oh my gosh. We don't know what this is. You can either die here or we can send you home. Oh, so when you say you got tired, you weren't speaking of a mental fatigue of kind of the rat race that you were in and all the activity and all the busyness. You're saying you physically became very tired. They sent me to the hospital when I got too tired to breathe. Oh my gosh, Ariane. Holy cow. Did they ever find out, if you don't mind me asking, what was going on? No. They never found out what was wrong. They sent me home to die. Wow. Oh, my gosh. But you're obviously here. So, oh, what happened? Yeah. So they sent me home. And a friend of mine brought a shaman over to my house who brought me back from the brink of death. Wow. And my father was three-quarter Cherokee. Okay. And 
I knew about my Cherokee heritage, but I had never really explored the depth of my Native American spirituality. And from that time, I went, wow, this is where I need to go. And I had been doing energy work from before that, but this really connected to my heart. Sure. It, it, it truly took me years to recover from this. I mean, it wasn't, it, I mean, she brought me back from the brink of death, but it took me a long time to recover from this devastating illness. Right. And so, yeah, you know, she brought you back from the brink of death, but it wasn't like the next day or a week later, you're like, oh, I'm back to my perky, energetic, wonderful, healthy self. You didn't feel sure. And and no. you never found out exactly no. what it was, just no. that, wow, oh my gosh. Because if I had gotten better, like two weeks later, I would have gone back to my job. Sure, sure. And so- this led me on a self-healing journey and an exploration journey where I learned that, you know what? I hated being an attorney. Oh, I and you did, didn't know that prior to yeah. being ill. No. Okay. Yeah. I didn't like conflict. I didn't like fighting. I had grown up that way. Sure. I had grown up having to defend myself, having to be in constant conflict, and that wasn't who I was. I had to find out who I was, what my purpose was, and what I really wanted to do and to be. I had to choose, and that's what led me to doing healing work, and that's what led me to my ancestors. So, yes, I would love for you to dive more into then how that led you into your ancestors. You know, I've often talked on the show about my own experiences and those of my guests and other guests have been on the show and we talk about how, you know, these things are gifts and we may not see it in the moment, but they ultimately lead us when we're opening our heart and our mind to this potential and possibility that there is this beautiful opportunity for a gift to be received here. and. So like you, had you, you know, become healthier within a very short time frame, you would have gone back to your J-O-B and being a lawyer, something which you hated and maybe had awareness and some recognition, that, uh, but not really kind of gone on the path that you were designed to go on and that you were now choosing. But that sometimes, you know, it, it can take a long time, even while you were continuing to heal over you said, you know, a couple of years? Oh yeah. It it took me it it took me 10 to 15 years to 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 truly be off of all medication, all uh, all support. Wow. Not seeing any doctors. And I am absolutely healthy at this point. I'm strong, I'm vital, I have lots of energy. You know, that's what I started writing my books, you know, started doing healing work. And I'm successful at this point. I'm successful because I am fulfilling my life purpose. Yes, yes. So, you know, you have this meeting with the shaman and you, you come back from the brink of death and you're now guided, you're feeling a guidance, and you are now kind of stepping into that place in this new direction. How did you then 
well, two questions. I kind of asked the one before. When did you kind of notice that this was a gift for you in this new direction, even if a lot was unknown? And how did you then come to truly the ancestral lineage and healing and clearing piece, not only for yourself, but then to be able to share it with others? So I started doing my healing work and I was getting deeper and deeper into the Native American practice. Okay. And then what happened is my family exploded because, of course, all of this came out of my family of origin. And one day I got a call from several family members that the multi-generational sexual abuse in the family had now exploded. Oh. Yes. Um, there had been, you know, I had talked to several sisters about what had happened, but it was always a secret, you know, don't tell anybody, you know, don't tell so-and-so, you know, we can't have this happen. You know, it's like, nobody will believe me, you know, cause I know specifically one sister told mother and it's like, don't tell the, you know, you're telling lies. Don't tell the story. Don't ever say that again. Wow. And when this all came out, there was blame, there was recrimination, there was, um, there was all, of, all of this anger and resentment and finger pointing. No one was talking to anyone else. And of course, I was the family peacemaker. I was the family healer. Everybody expected me to fix it. And I was devastated. There was nothing I could do. And so I went into this deep meditation and I called on spirit. Spirit led me on this journey to the ancestor, to the original ancestor where this began. Wow. And what had happened is this led me back to the time where women were being persecuted where they were being hanged because the men wanted the power that the women had over property, over their lives. They wanted them to, the men wanted control over the women. And if they didn't get it, they were hanging them. Wow. Didn't know yeah. that. 450 years ago. This was in a village where they weren't burning the women, they were hanging. Okay. So the women got together in the circle. They called upon the goddess and they said, we want some power over the men. So give us sexual power over the men. Okay. And so they created this curse. And this curse was to evolve to their daughters. And what happened is when they didn't have daughters, then it got distorted through the men and it turned into sexual abuse. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And when the ancestor saw what happened, I still get a, I, I still get oh, teary I know. about it. I was I didn't want to stop you because I could feel the yeah. the, the emotionality that still is very inherent. I mean, this happened like 20 years ago. She was devastated. 
She was absolutely devastated because all of the women in the circle created this curse. Uh-huh. She was appalled. So they went back and asked that the curse be lifted. Mm. It was beautiful. It was wow. just beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Let me take a breath. Sure. Absolutely. Take your time. And... See, I still get emotional when I do this. It's beautiful though, because it means that you're real and it means that you're, you know, this this beautiful infinite spirit living in the form and dealing with the human form issues that we deal with. These awarenesses, these emotional pieces, these connections. Take all the time you need, Ariane. And it's so real. When we connect with our ancestors, it's so real. They are real people dealing with real issues. So I brought that energy back into the present. And it shifted. Now, again, it didn't shift the next day. Mm -hmm. But it shifted the energy. And at that time, not only was there all this tension between family members, but at that time... I had several nieces that had been raped. There was domestic abuse in the family. Oh. Um, you know, this sexual abuse stuff was still going on. Yeah. Once I cleared that energy, there has been no rape in the family. There has been no more domestic abuse. There has either been divorces from those abusive partners or all of the other people went into therapy. Every single one of my siblings are now talking to each other. We have good, positive relationships. Things have calmed down. Everybody has accepted what has happened and resolved their internal issue. Now my parents are all are dead. My grandparents are dead. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of forgiveness and understanding about what's going on, but I, that could not have happened if I hadn't released that negative energy oh sure it's like you broke the cycle and cleared the energetic loop that was happening it sounds like from yes. generation to generation and that yes. was continually being carried forward and so then we on a very deep cellular memory level an energetic level are going to engage in behaviors that keep that cycle on that loop closed and going and and the behaviors continuing does that sound absolutely about Absolutely. And I've done this for clients. I get, I get many clients that come to me and say, I, you know, my family has a history of divorce. My family has a history of abusive relationships. My, my family has a history of, uh, of abandonment. Mm -hmm. And we go in and break those energetic patterns and it frees up that energy so that it doesn't get carried on in this generation, the next generation, and all of the following generations. Oh, that makes so much sense. I mean, it just, you know, so like, I, I believe in all that. But let's say there's one of my listeners who is like, uh, I don't know about this kind of woo-woo-wee, you know, yeah. Can you, come on, these people are dead. It's, it's, it's maybe 50 years ago, hundreds of years ago. First of all, well, I'm going to ask this for the sake of everybody listening. 
I believe that you can, can you really contact your ancestors? And how, if someone wanted to do that, would they do it other than going to somebody like you for help to, to help them do that? How would we do that? How would we contact them? Do we just kind of close our eyes and go, ancestors, please come to me? Okay. Uh, let, me give you, let me give you several answers. Okay. Uh, number one, yes, we can contact our ancestors. Physics has now shown that time is not linear. Yes. And the indigenous people all over the world have known this for thousands of years. Every single indigenous culture in the world knows time isn't linear. You know, we just think it is in order to be able to tell our story. Yeah. I, that's the whole idea, in my opinion, and tell me if I'm wrong, of the past, present, and future exist now. Absolutely. In every moment of now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Please come to me and I can get you in contact with your ancestor because when I do a shamanic journey, I take people on a journey through time and space to contact a specific ancestor to deal with a specific problem. Mm, okay. Now, on my website, I also have a meditation that you can use to ask your ancestor any kind of question that you may have for them. You can go in and just say, ancestor, I have a question about this, and the right ancestor will come to you. You just ask for an ancestor to give you advice. Okay, so somebody could go to your website, mm -hmm. um, and is that ancestrallineageclearing.com? Yes. Okay, and I will make sure that I spell it out for you all at the end of the show, and we'll absolutely have all the details in the show notes. So I could go to ancestrallineageclearing.com. I could receive the meditation. Mm -hmm. I could sit and listen to the meditation, whether I believe in this or not, right? Now, right. again, I personally do and know this, know that what Ariana is speaking of is 1 million percent true. And for those of you that might be questioning this, I do want to add this piece. Go back and listen to the episode about cellular memory and cellular healing. Go do some research about cellular healing, genetic memories, you know, ancestral clearing, ancestral lineages, recognize that we have the power to to tap into that to spirit and to the imprints that we have carried from generation to generation. And if you've ever felt that vibe, that knowingness, that like, hmm, there's just this something about this person, that is that deeper soul connection, right? So if that's the case, what would make you think that it's only available in this life stream in the physical form you're in now? Why wouldn't it be existing throughout time and space? As Ariane said, we know from physics that energy, you know, never changes never dies. It just changes form. So where would that energy go? So I would invite you, and I'm just butting in here a moment, Ariane, because I, I, I want to invite you to stay open to that which your mind has not been able to kind of maybe wrap its head around or 
you know, you, you sit there and you think, oh, well, I, that's not possible or, oh, I don't know about that. If your beliefs are that once someone dies, that's it. Well, I invite you to go to, to Ariane's website, AncestralLineageClearing.com, download the meditation because what it sounds like is I can grab that meditation, I can sit with the meditation, I can ask any ancestor a specific question, and you're saying that that particular, you know, I'm not a favor of the word right, but the perfect ancestor that I need to address this issue, you're saying will come and reveal the answers to me. We'll have a conversation. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. And let me give your skeptical listeners some information because that's why I wrote my second book on healing your genetic patterns on healing our genetic patterns, because I wanted to include me in this too. Because I got a, a lot of questions about, oh yeah, right, sure, we can do this. In the last 20 years, the science of epigenetics has been more accessible to people without medical and scientific backgrounds. And what epigenetics tells us and the reason we can choose our own future despite our genes and despite our conditioning is that epigenetics tells us that we can turn on our positive genes and turn off our negative genes by the actions we take in our life. Yes, yeah, so that goes to the whole change your thoughts, change your life. It goes to the whole idea of, you know, why sometimes affirmations don't work that well because we can speak the affirmation, but if the subconscious beliefs, the limiting beliefs that are subconsciously still running the show are present, all the words we say won't really shift and change until we kind of come to that deeper connected place of belief and awareness that says, yes, this is absolute. So, and, and thank you for saying that because one of the reasons I wanted to address the potential skeptical mind is because of some of the, you know, conditioning of our past where we sit there and we go, well, I have to see it to believe it, or I have to have experienced this thing to, to believe it's possible or it's true or, or whatnot. And when we're getting into these very powerful and very, very deep levels of work, this is where the real healing, and I say real as in deep, lasting, more permanent releasing of some of the past things, right? That healing can happen and we can step into that, that power and choose our future. Yes, because it, it reaches that subconscious level. Yeah. It reaches that energetic level that sometimes our conscious mind can't touch. Yes, yeah. It reaches our belief systems. Mm -hmm. so, so then I guess, you know, as, you, as you're doing this personal work for your self-growth and your healing, and you see the value of how this can impact the planet and, and every human on the planet, how did you then kind of make the choice was it a one-day decision that like, okay, I feel I am feeling 
stronger and healthier from where I was at before. And I've, re- I've been releasing a lot of this and clearing a lot of this with my ancestors. And this work needs to be in the hands of other people. They need to see this. Was it just kind of this decision one day that, well, let me ask, yeah, I know I'm I'm kind of all over the place because this is such an exciting topic. Oh my gosh, and this is so important and it's so powerful. Let me ask first, had you already made the decision to no longer be a lawyer at this point? Yes, I had been sick for more than 10 years. Yeah. Uh I'm I mean when this started out, I could not walk across my house. Wow. I literally could not walk walk across my house. And by the time I was well enough to be strong enough to work again, my job was gone. I mean, you know, you can only hope in a job for so long. And I felt like I didn't have the strength or the energy to go back to do that kind of work anymore. And by that time, I knew that this was not my true calling. And so I was kind of opening my mind and my heart to what is my life about? And I was doing all of this healing work. And when I took this journey and met my ancestors, I went, wow, this is really, this is, this really calls to my heart. And, you know, so I started doing journeys for myself and then I started practicing on other people. I said, hey, this is really cool. Can I do this for you? Yeah. You know, yeah. Would you like me to do this for you? And after a while, I went, this is, is so transformative. This is what I want to do. And so I started reaching out to others. And I went, this is work that needs to be done in the world. And that's when I felt like this is what my heart is calling me to do. And after I had done this for several years is when I decided to write my book because I couldn't reach that many people on my own. Ah, yes, yes. So I wrote my book and I had started my website and then I started reaching out to others. And that's when I found epigenetics and I went, Oh, here's the science that supports what I've been doing. And this is going to explain it all. And so it just keeps opening and opening and opening. And that's how I got here. Wow. Isn't that amazing how science, you know, we can be quote unquote ahead of our time. Like we can know things and we're experiencing things and we're stepping in and doing a body of work and people are doubting or they're questioning or they're commenting or maybe they're even negative. And we just barrel forward. We put one foot in front of the other and we keep reaching out and we're doing our work. And then science catches up. And we sit back and, and, and we're like, if we were sitting in our egoic mind, we'd be like, ha, see, I was right. But the spirit part of us just smiles and mm-hmm. says, ah, you know, we were just tapped in a little sooner and we knew all along that eventually y'all would catch up. And the beauty, though, is, is it does lend a credibility for those that are potentially skeptical or fearful even to say, wait, we have this body of science now that shows the, um, the power and the importance and, and the truth of this, yes. and it backs it up. So mm-hmm. how does accessing our ancestors 
and potentially clearing some of these issues really kind of allow us to affect our future now and choose our future right now? Well, let me give you some specific example. I had a client come to me who had been on high blood pressure medication for decades. Okay. And he was fit. He was healthy. He had done all of the right things, but he could not keep his blood pressure down. And he came to me as a last resort and said, can you help me? You know, I've done everything right. I just can't do anything about this. And I don't want to die of a heart attack. We did an ancestral lineage clearing for him. Three months later, he had cut his high blood pressure medication in half. Wow. And his doctor said he was likely to be off of it altogether in another three months. Holy cow. That's amazing. I had a woman who had been on, uh, who was a diabetic, and okay. her, her daughter was showing sugar sensitivity. Okay. And you know how we don't get motivated for ourselves, but we get yeah. motivated for others. <laughs> right. And she came to me and said, you know, I've been dealing with this all my life and, you know, I just can't shake it. But my daughter is showing up with this and I don't want her to have to go through insulin shots all of her life. Can you do something? And we did an ancestral lineage clearing for her and it cleared up the sugar sensitivity for her daughter. And she started reducing her insulin medication in 30 days. Wow. Now she wasn't off of it the last time I talked to her, but she was getting better. So whatever we've inherited from our ancestors, a disease, a challenge, you know, again, it could be an emotional or mental challenge. It could be a physical illness or disease process. It could be just a habitual pattern of behavior is, is what I'm getting. Like any of these pieces, even if I've already been diagnosed from what you're saying, I can potentially get ancestral lineage, lineage clearing and potentially maybe clear some of these issues or behaviors or challenges or illnesses or diseases. Yes. Well, wow. in my family, we have a history of heart disease. My mother died of heart disease. My sister had her first almost, almost terminal heart attack at 48. And then she had a second one. My brother has four stints in his heart. I had a niece in her 20s that was showing high triglycerides, high cholesterol, was headed in that same direction. And I did an ancestral lineage clearing on the family. This was eight years ago. My brother is now taking blood thinners, and that's it. My sister, I think, is off of all heart medication. They are both stable. My niece is fine. No other heart disease has shown up in the family. Wow. And everyone's doing fine. And you know what's interesting? That that just, I love those stories because, you know, I've always said my mom died 20 years ago of cancer, 45, 37 weeks, whatever it was, 35 days shy of her 58th birthday, kind of young. And there is tremendous amount of heart disease on my, my um, mother's side of the family. Everybody on my mother's side has had heart disease or heart problems or died from 
heart issues. And my mother herself, even though she had terminal cancer, the year before she was diagnosed with terminal cancer, she had been diagnosed with a 10% functioning heart that they were looking at doing um, heart transplant because of a car accident that both she and my father were in, where when she was hospitalized, she evidently picked up a virus that attacked the pericardium of her heart specifically, enzymatically matched, and had literally been destroying her heart. And it was all from the accident. But she was being left with 10% function, and they're talking transplant, and yet she survived that, even with all this history. And I sat here my whole life, and because of my spiritual beliefs and my awareness at age four of who we were at the core, me not forgetting that. Now, having a bit of a challenge in in integrating it into my humanness, right? This has been my struggles and part of my potential ancestral clearing that I'll need to have a session with you on. Um, I've always known that I won't be affected by that. Like I walk around and know that I will not ever have cancer. And my husband says, how can you know that? And I said, I just know. Now, I'm a shaman as well. Hmm. I struggle with some of these terms, Ariane, because I feel like, um, you know, Reiki master, shaman, you know, this, that, and the other, all these titles and labels, I, I see some of these things in a very special and sacred way, right? And so for me to speak those things sometimes myself feels very, it doesn't feel out of integrity, but it, it, it's like, am I practicing this thing at this particular level? And if my conscious human mind is saying, oh, no, it's not based on the things I know about this, then I, I feel strange about it, okay? Some of my gifts and talents, like being told that I'm a shaman, in multiple experiences, meditations, deep communications I've had within, there's that part of my conscious mind that says, oh, well, you're not, you don't have Native American, you know, bloodline, you're not this or that, so therefore you can't, do you see what I'm saying? So, well, um, I just want to mention that in the Native tradition, no one called themselves shamans. In yeah. my tradition, I w would never call myself a shaman because in the tribe, nobody points to you and says, you're a shaman. Yeah, you're right. a medicine woman. You're a herbalist because everybody knew who you were and what you did. If I had a problem I went to you because I knew what you did. Right. I right. knew the energy you carried. Right. You know, I knew that you had Reiki energy. So if I needed Reiki, I just went to you. I didn't say, who's the Reiki master here? Right. Well, thank you for saying that because, you know, as that came out of my mouth, it felt like this weird, because like you just like, you know, I've trusted since I was a little girl. It's what allowed me to not end my life when I was 28. It's the singular thing, the singular thread that kept me alive and, and allowed me to make that choice. And it's the singular thing that kept guiding me toward diving in and stepping in. The thing that I've, I've never 
And I kind of forgot where I was going with that. I'm sorry we went off on me in this kind of tangent. But what's so fascinating about what you're doing is that the parts of my egoic Susan personality mind, this human mind, would be like, oh, but, you know, can I really clear this or from a cellular level, can I that, or the genetics this, or look at my mom and her family and the heart disease stuff. And yeah, of course I'm going to have this. Yet I just knew I knew. And I was told various things in different meditations that I didn't know it was called any of this, right? I just trusted whatever I was experiencing. My human mind not trusting, but my heart and soul trusting, right? You know, and then I've learned to integrate both now. And and so when my husband has said, Well, you can't say that, I'm like, Yeah, I can. I just I just know that because maybe I've cleared, maybe I've done some ancestral lineage clearing without knowing that that's what I was doing. So how would someone, if they didn't come to you or a practitioner who does this, or, or someone who, you know, works with ancestral clearing and ancestral lines, if someone was just like, gosh, I, I know I have some of these issues, and I, I now I'm wondering if there's something I'm carrying from these lifetimes and these generations of my family and my ancestors, is there a little step-by-step or a little something you can offer up to them as to how they might begin that process for themselves that might then open them up to then looking at hiring someone like you and reaching out for more in-depth work? If you go to my website, you can sign up for my newsletter, and I have multiple articles there. I give you free articles on changing some genetic patterns and how to create a happiness attitude. But in some indigenous cultures, they indicate that every family has a guardian ancestor. That every family has an ancestor that watches over us. So you can always go into a deep meditation and just sit quietly, connect in with your heart, connect in with your family, and just see if you can connect to that ancestor that you, that you feel is close to you. Maybe even connect with that grandmother that's passed over, that grandfather, or that great-grandmother grandfather, and just feel close to them. Connect with them in the meditation and just say, hi, I'm here. Do you want to come visit? Just open your heart to, to the love for your family, the love for your ancestors, because the one message I have for everyone is our ancestors love us. They may have made mistakes. They may have had issues in their lives that came down to us, but they want us to be happy and live happy and fulfilled lives. And that's what we connect with. And so you can always sit down and ask for their love and their support in your life now. Mm, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for that. How would, you know, if someone then did that and they 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 are getting a bit of this this response, this answer, this 
interaction, this communication with an ancestor or multiple ancestors, how would they then be able to potentially take that information, that beautiful exchange, that awareness now, that opening, and translate it into the present of being able to potentially choose and kind of then create their future now? You bring that energy into your life, breathe it in, and write it down in your journal, and create affirmations. Okay. Create affirmations from that in your life. And, and perhaps visualize a symbol of what that energy looks like for you. Okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Visualize a symbol and carry that symbol with you or put it up on your computer or on your desk or something. And every time you see that symbol, feel that energy in your body, in your mind, and in your spirit. Mm -hmm. And continue bringing that energy into your body, into your energetic field until it fills you. And until it becomes a permanent part of your energy field. Oh, I love that. And what's so beautiful about that, and I think what's so important about that is it ties into something I said before about the affirmations, right? Like affirmations struggle to work in a lot of people because the limiting belief in the subconscious programming is running the show. And so you're looking in the mirror saying you're beautiful and that subconscious part of your mind is going, no, you're not. Or you're going, I'm successful. And that other part's going, no, you're not. You got 50 bucks in the bank, idiot. And so what you're talking about then is taking this communication and this energy and really grounding and solidifying it in ways that will work for you. Journaling, creating a symbol of it. That's a representation of this energy and this experience you had. Writing affirmations. Embodying it. Yes. And, and, and that in the writing of the affirmations of it then, because now it's based on actual something that has occurred in an exchange between you and your ancestors. An actual experience. Yes. Yes. An experience of it that, like you said, now you can embody it. And little by little, as you embody it day after day, moment after moment, it will start to dissipate the old behavioral energy or the old behavioral or um, thought Neg energy. Negative programming. The negative, beautiful, yes, that is there. And you'll then be able to step into the absolute belief and truth of it, correct? Yes. Oh, gosh. Oh, see, chills. Because, oh I, oh, I just love this. So if someone wanted to come to you, can you just run through quickly like, how would you first begin to work with them? Do you get like a history and do you find out like all the medical or emotional or mental things that are going on or do you just dive right into the ancestors? No, it's actually pretty simple. You set up a private session with me. We focus on a core belief. Okay. What, what is the core belief that is getting in the way of your life now? Mm-hmm. What is the present issue that is really interfering with your health, happiness, finances? Pick one. I mean, we, we, can't, we can't work on everything at once. Pick one. We focus on it 
And then what we do is we set an intention to find the original ancestor that started that pattern in your family. Ah, okay. Because we go back to that original ancestor. That ancestor may have lived four generations ago, 14 generations ago, 400 generations ago. Mm, Wow. We connect with that ancestor and then we see what the situation is. We change it. We change that energy. We bring that new energy forward into this life. We embody it. I give my clients specific practices to embody that energy in their life, along with epigenetic practices that they can focus on to change that genetics and heal it and to actually heal their genes for themselves, for their children, for future generations, And it also ripples out, has a rippling effect to their siblings, their parents, and everyone that carries that genetic pattern. Wow, that is so incredibly powerful and so important because there was a study done many years ago with um, the Army. The Army started this study initially, and I'm, I'm really horrible about the names of the studies and the dates and all that, and it took me a long time to find it online, but this was many, many years ago whereby they took a subject and they put him in a room and they showed him highly charged emotional videos and they were able to extract, they were able to design a way to extract his DNA and measure what was happening outside of his body with that DNA strand, as well as what was happening in his body at the time of being showed these videos. And when he was showed highly charged negative videos, like really intensely negatively charged, terror, fear, anger, you know, torture, war, things like that, they found that his DNA inside and outside his body at the exact same time shortened and constricted. But when he was showed highly charged positive videos, his DNA uncoiled and lengthened to its natural state. And what ultimately happened without going into way more detail, when the army stopped this study, they had ultimately taken his DNA, these DNA strands up to 50 miles away and found that whatever was happening while he was being showed these videos in the lab, that his DNA 50 miles away was doing the exact same thing at the exact same moment. And an institute picked it up after the army stopped this study, and they ultimately took it to 500 miles away. And what we saw is this consciousness you're talking about, this conscious communication and energy. So I can see why it ripples to every member of the family when you deal with the original source from the ancestral line where this behavior or pattern or whatever was put into place and how it continues to get you know filtered down through each generation and then how it continues to ripple out through each family member this is just like mind blowing and i love that mind blowing because that's the point right so if you could offer one like epigenetic exercise just 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 to like what is an epigenetic exercise like just one okay okay i have four pages of references in my second book on changing our genetic traits wow changing our genetic heritage i have four pages of references okay but let me give you one specific exercise that you can do Okay. Meditation 
has been shown to actually repair and prevent DNA damage. Oh, I didn't know that. And that doesn't mean you can sit down and meditate one day and everything's good. (laughs) This means, this means that a regular course of meditation of any type, you don't have to do any specific meditation. This means a regular course of daily meditation, long-term meditation repairs and prevents DNA damage because it actually changes our brain. It increases your prefrontal cortex connections between your right and your left brain. It reduces stress. And stress is the number one, number one trigger for ill health, disease, mental illness. And so meditation has been shown in in multiple studies over extended periods of time to help create positive genetic changes. Mm, totally can see that. Because what we what we learned from that study and others and other science since is that DNA is malleable. It is changeable. Mm-hmm. So if it's changeable, then how do we change it, right? You know, and this is a beautiful way to do this. And I would invite you all to Go back and listen to the episode that I did on stress with with my guest, Audrey, because this is why we say stress is and can be a killer, because we are affecting our, our body at these very profound physiological, biological ways, but it's not permanent. It doesn't have to be, just like you can choose your future right now. So what would be a piece of advice that you would like to offer up in these last few minutes. And I, and this has happened twice now, and I have to apologize to you, Ariane, that I normally prep my guests with the fact that there are two questions that I will ask them. And I did not prep you with the two questions I will ask you. And I'm sorry for that. So I, I would love to hear first, like a piece of advice regarding ancestral lineage clearing or regarding how we can get stuck in a belief that, well, well, this is my life and this is the hand I was dealt and this is the way it is. And these are my genes and all that kind of stuff that we hear a lot of people say sometimes because they just don't know they have the power to change that and shift that. What would be something you would want to offer up to them to really help them start opening up into that space of possibility for themselves? We have control over our lives. We absolutely have control over our lives. It doesn't make any difference what genes you inherited, what belief systems you inherited. You can change. The power is in your hands. The divine is always with you. It is our birthright to be happy, to be abundant, and to love. Love that. Mm. Let that soak in, everybody. It is our birthright, and we have that power. Oh. Yeah. Thank you so much for that, Ariane. So now I'm going to shift 
from that beautiful and felt energy of that into the two questions that I always ask that I didn't ask and I'm, I'm so, that I didn't prep you with and I'm sorry, but it's basically what we've been talking about. As you know, I changed the name of the show back in early December to Kick Your Butts just because it was a little lighter and funner way to kind of deal with all the emotional heavy stuff that we deal with on this human roller coaster, right? And so one of the questions that I ask all my guests is what was your biggest, what I would term your kick your butt moment, that place where you were moving along and then it was, well, I want to, but, or I really need to do this, but what would you say is your biggest kick your butt moment that you kicked? Well, it was that moment when they told me I was dying. <laughs> I mean, I kind of I kind of was, you know, in law and going, God, I got to do something about this. I really don't like doing this. Yeah. And when my health collapsed, it was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. That kicked my butt right out of there. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's pretty big. I mean, you're you're facing potential death and doctors are telling you you're dying and nobody knows why. Mm, yeah, that's kind of one of those that if there's any butts in the back of my mind, yeah, I'm going to kick those puppies to the curb because I really don't want to die. You got it. What would be a piece of kick your butt kind of advice that you would want to offer up that's Maybe in line with the advice you just offered, but but in a more, wow, I'm up against this limited belief that I may or may not know, or this boundary, or this but, or this excuse, even if I'm not even aware that that's what I'm calling it, what would be, from your expertise and perspective, would be kind of that kick your butt kind of moment you can offer up to them? There are no excuses. Choose. Choose. If you don't like what's going on in your life, change it. You have the power. Don't say, but I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I can't leave. My answer to you is, yes, you can. Mm, I love that. You have the power. The power is in your hands and the divine will support you no matter what you choose. Yes. Thank you so much for that. And what I love about what you just said is that you also, because of the expertise you have and the work you, you do and have done for your own healing and with others, is that you also have the power of your ancestors now too behind you. Absolutely. Beautiful. So if people wanted to learn more about you, I've already mentioned that one of the best places that they can go is go to www.ancestrallineageclearing.com. And that is A-N-C-E-S-T-R-A-L-L-I-N-E-A-G-E-C-L-E-A-R-I-N-G.com. Just like it sounds, ancestrallineageclearing.com. And another place that they can learn more about you, Ariane? Is go to ariannthomas.com, A-R-I-A-N-N-T-H-O-M-A-S.com. Beautiful. And I understand that you would like to offer up something to the audience by way of a, like a little gift or a little something exciting. Yes, I have some bonuses for anyone who's listening. If you go to ancestrallineageclearing.com, 
slash healing dash gifts. You can get a free ebook copy of my healing family patterns. There's also two articles that I have for you on changing your genetic patterns and also three tips to a successful attitude. You can also get a $50 gift certificate off of a private session with me. Wow. How generous. Oh my gosh. So you get a whole e-copy of your book, Healing Family Patterns, two free articles with successful tips on kind of changing the genetic patterns and creating successful attitude and two $50 coupons no, off. One $50 oh, coupon. One. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. One, 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 one. My gosh, that is so generous. Thank you so much for offering that up to the audience. And I invite you all to absolutely take advantage of this. I can tell you firsthand that when I have done journey work before with for myself and with others, which is a body of work that deals with cellular healing and cellular release, part of the process in that is doing a campfire where we invite people to come to the campfire. And I can assure you that people come, whether it's family members that you have the issue with or other people you don't even know, and that I have never heard anybody say it's not powerful and it doesn't change their life, right? Because they're able to reach a place of forgiveness and release and let go of some of these patterns. What Ariana is talking about and the work that she's doing goes back even further, right? Talking in the ancestral lines that we've all are, we all are carrying those energies from and, and in, right? So I would invite you to take advantage and go to ancestrallineageclearing.com or ariannethomas.com and take advantage of Ariane's amazing offer and start clearing some of those patterns so that you can truly step into who you're meant to be and step into your infinite possibilities in a place of power and love, knowing that you really are in control of your future. Ariane, thank you so much for being here today. I am so honored that you were here to share with my listeners how to really choose their future now. Any final thoughts? Yes, I would like to mention a summit that is coming up in April. There is a summit called Women Emerging. And we have just come out of the Me Too movement where women have stepped forward and talked about the sexual abuse that has occurred in their family. And as you've just heard, this is very dear to my heart because I have experienced it personally in my family. This Women Emerging Summit is about healing the wounds of sexual abuse. And join us on April 17th to the 21st in 2020 for an incredible summit of a circle of support, including healing experts, women's advocates, grassroots contributors, business leaders, musical articles, musical artists, excuse me. <laughs> and I have to say that Susan and I will also be participating in this summit. And we invite anyone who has had any experience with sexual abuse to join us because this is a pervasive epidemic on the planet that needs to be healed. 
it is time for this abuse to stop. We need to stop it now so that it does not continue anywhere in the world. And if you go to womenemergingsummit.org, you can join us on those days. It is a free summit, and we would love to have you participate. We would love you to join Susan and I at this summit and experience the healing that will occur. And uh, that's all I have to say. Susan, would you like to comment? Yes, thank you so much. And, you know, I am honored to be a part of this summit. As you all know, I'm a six-time sexual assault survivor, and I was barely existing, and then, and I thought I was surviving, and then I was barely surviving, and I learned how to thrive. And as Ariane said, this is an epidemic. We're hearing more and more of how many people are really, truly affected by sexual abuse and how it really causes all of us to step out of our power and to give our power away and not be who we are meant to be and stand in who we are meant to be. And I am deeply honored to be a part of this summit. And I can guarantee you that every episode going forward, we'll be mentioning the summit with the website. It is currently February and the registration for this summit begins March 1st. So please look at the show notes. If you've forgotten, I'm going to repeat it again. If you've forgotten the website, look at the show notes for that. Share with your network, just like the Me Too movement, right? As as people shared their Me Too moments, more and more women and men, but really more and more women felt safe to be able to raise their hand and say, yeah, me too. But this is so much more now, not about just acknowledging that, yeah, me too. It's about acknowledging how women can truly emerge and how women can truly move past a place of victimness and survivorship into thriving. And so that is womenemergingsummit.org. The registration for that summit begins March 1st. I would invite and encourage you to register for this free summit and hear the amazing panel of speakers that I am honored to be one of that will be sharing with you all how women can continue to emerge into the beautiful beings and powerful souls that we already are and have kind of forgotten. Anything else, Ariane? No. Thank you so much, Susan. Oh, thank you so much, Ariane, for being here. And thank you so much, all of you, for listening in each week for helping to grow this show and reach more people as we all just want to be the beings that we know we are. And sometimes we get caught up in those boundaries, in those excuses, in those buts, in that past conditioning. And now what we're learning is the ancestral conditioning and the ancestral kind of energy we've held on to. And we really do have choice. We really can design our future today. So I invite you to go to AncestralLineageClearing.com and get with Ariane to start helping to heal your own life. I encourage you to visit KickYourButts.com and interact with me there 
or on Facebook in the Kick Your Butts private group where we can continue to support each other as we step forward into the infinite beings we are. I love you all. I will see you next week. Ciao for now. You've been listening to Kick Your Butts, where sitting on your butts is no longer an option, figuratively and literally. To access the show notes and important links from today's episode, please visit kickyourbutts.com. While you're there, please share your Kick Your Butts story by clicking the Start Recording button. It might just be included in a future episode. Thanks for listening today. Now get out there and kick those butts to the curb.